Welcome to the Not So Black Podcast. I'm going to get up for a second and make sure we are live streaming this live on Facebook. Right now, we sure are. That is awesome. So, we are live on Facebook for the Not So Black Podcast for the first time. We are recording so we can stream live on Anchor and SoundCloud as well. We are going to have everything set up. This week, uh, we don't really have too much news. I haven't checked the sites, but we're going to do that live. I'm going to uh, load up Facebook here so we can check out your comments, see what everybody's saying, so we can see what you see and become part of the crowd. Yeah, we're going to be in your head. Uh, so everybody just bear with us. Give us a few minutes to... Uh, Get everything loaded up. I am fresh out of the shower. Steve is fresh out of the zoo. This is ready true. to go. Black people. So, this is a pretty eventful week for me. Got a lot of work done. Uh, we painted and finished the bathroom in the house, which is pretty awesome. Anybody local, don't forget, if you're our friend, you can come see the studio in person, which is pretty cool. Um, it's coming together more. Uh, this is our first live stream, which is fun. I had a racist conversation with somebody this week. It's not, I mean, it's racist, but it's like, uh, the person's not racist, so it's a weird, it's a weird juxtaposition when you know the person's not racist, like, doesn't hate people because of their race, but he, uh, just has some incorrect thoughts about, uh, a certain race of people, I guess. It's a weird thing. It's definitely a weird thing. Super. <clears throat> so. Is there a name for that? For, like, a person that's like that? I am not sure. I am. I am definitely not racist, but not sure. It's possible. Yeah, it's definitely possible. So I thought you know what other people think about that. Yeah, we're gonna load up the comments so we can see what you guys are saying. It should uh, should work for us. Get onto the live here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. We might even start uh, doing some other stuff. Who knows? Happy Mother's Day, moms. Yeah, happy Mother's happy Day moms, to all you beautiful mothers. Only get one. Remember that shit. I did a happy Mother's Day. I did a video earlier where I welcomed everybody to, uh, I was like, hey, everybody, episode four is coming. Uh, happy Mother's Day. And then at the very end of the video, I was like, boom. <laughs> Motherfuckers. So that's great. Um, Alrighty. There we go. i turn off the volume for that. 
right, guys. So if anybody wants to comment, I uh, I think I'll be able to see who's gonna watch. I think I can invite people in. Let's get some people to uh, to watch the live podcast. That's that's what we want to do, right? Uh, let's just get everybody in. That's pretty cool. We can just invite people to come watch. I've never done uh, double. I don't. I don't know what's happening right now. So, yeah. Um. Obviously, there's going to be some lag, but uh, oh, cool! Somebody's uh, Violet. What is up, Violet? Welcome to the live stream of the Not So Black podcast. Uh, we are going to pull up some news from the week, as we do every week. We try to cover some comedy news because this is a comedy podcast. That's one of our one of our cruxes. Comedy and race. Those are our cruxes. Uh, vaping is an addiction, but I have a serious problem. I guess you would say. I have a, it's more than serious. I have a money problem, uh, as in I spend a lot of money on vape stuff. But I'm starting to sell all my stuff off. Yeah, the thing I was just telling somebody today, you're a very fucking responsible, like money handling type person. Yeah, because I was saying I was like, he's gonna be rich. I want to be rich someday. That's the goal. Oh, man. Brooklyn Nine. What is this? Oh, NBC rescued Fox show Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Is that what it's called? Is I think that's what it's called, right? Yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine with Andy Samberg. That's a really good show. If you guys haven't watched it, definitely check out Brooklyn Nine-Nine with Andy Samberg. It's a really good one. Uh, so apparently Fox axed the show. It was going to like cancel it. Yeah, NBC announced late today that they would pick up the canceled series Brooklyn Nine-Nine less than 24 hours after Andy Samberg and his co-stars found out they were out of work and they're back in business with an order for 13 episodes. Ever since we sold the show to Fox, I've regretted letting it get away. In its high time, it came back to its rightful home, said Robert Greenblatt. So it started out at NBC and uh, it went to Fox and Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a hilarious show. It's, it's really well written. Andy Samberg's uh, hilarious. He's a genius. His movies are great. Uh, Lonely Island, the band, they did uh, Jizz in My Pants and Knock It on the Ground. Have you ever listened to that song? No. So I don't. Th we can't really play it because we might get flat. Well, no, this is a live video, right? We can probably uh, we can play music on a live video. I don't think it's not YouTube, so we're not going to get flagged, right? Hey, Violet, uh, why don't you comment so I know you're actually there and not be a cuck. Just don't be a cuck. That's a good idea. Anyway, not, uh, I Threw It on the Ground is one of my favorite songs by Lonely Island because it describes my personality. To a T. Yeah, I threw it. <laughs> <laughs> you've never I don't, if you've never heard this it's the greatest thing in the world so let's start the podcast I'll look up some more news let's listen to I Threw It On The Ground 
I'm not gonna be part of your system. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'll be a cuck if I want to. Whatever, Violet. We're listening to uh, Threw It on the Ground by Lonely Island. I think we should uh, see if we can license some music or something. Maybe when we do live streams, we'll do like a, a favorite song. We'll pick a song every week when we live stream. We're, uh, we're going to set up so we can live stream every week. Or at least every other week we'll live stream. Um, so that's hilarious. This ain't my dad, it's a cell phone. I'm throwing everything on the ground. Exactly. <laughs> just anything somebody hands you, just throw it on the ground. I'm cool now, I swear. Oh, dude, my dad joined. That's hilarious. We're listening to Gary. Happy Mother's Day, Gary. Yeah, happy Mother's Day, Dad. Everybody, my dad joined the live stream, so that's funny. Uh, we are checking out Lonely Island, Threw It on the Ground. It's a song about throwing things in the ground. If you guys haven't, check it out on YouTube. It's Lonely Island, Threw It on the Ground. Um, it's definitely a funny song. So, anyway, that, that's why I'm a big fan of Andy Samberg. I'm happy that his his uh, show, his series, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, got picked up by NBC. That's awesome. Uh, I'm actually yeah, I'm actually really happy about that because it's a really good show. Um, let's see, what else for Ali Wong? Yeah, here's the trailer in our three. Ali Wong's first special, Cobra, was a breakout sensation that blew away everyone coming. Now the world went waits to see if her follow-up. Ooh, Ali Wong has another comedy special coming out. Her first one, Cobra, was hilarious. Hard Knock Wife. Ah, she's Asian, so... <laughs> Hard Knock Wife. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's brilliant. Wong sets the bar even higher as she scores a home run talking about life after becoming famous, childbirth, motherhood, nipples, and the realities of oral sex in the post-baby world. She did her first uh, Netflix special, Pregnant. She was pregnant while she recorded, which is great. Uh, Christina Pajitsky, uh, no Mother Sorry. Inferior, is her special. Christina Pajitsky, uh, Tom Segura's wife, uh, they do the Your Mom's House podcast, but she was pregnant during her first special, which is Mother Inferior. And it's hilarious. I there's a lot of really that. good... There's so many good uh, specials on Netflix. It's actually pretty great. Um, so anybody out there, if, you, uh, if you're a fan of comedy, stand-up comedy specials, definitely check it out. Uh, Ali Wong, she's hilarious. So Fox, apparently, they axed three uh, comedy series, which is pretty surprising. But uh, The Mick got axed, Last Man on Earth, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So The Mick, Last Man on Earth, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> New Girl ended its Fox run this year. Uh... So Fox also announced one new comedy series, The Cool Kids, from Paul Frutchborn 
and Charlie Day and, and Will Star and Martin Mull. Also picked up is uh, Rel, starring Lil Rel Howery. Sinbad will play his father. Sinbad's going to be back on TV. That's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited about this. So, uh, other than that, there is this guy who ran for Senate. I think he ran for Senate. And his commercials are so hilarious. Cocaine Mitch. Oh, man. Yeah, he calls Mitch McConnell Cocaine Mitch. I have got to see this. I hope it's the actual one. He doesn't want to put the bill of a cocaine mitch. Just his face. The way that he describes things and the way his face looks is hilarious. But when you hear what he actually says, it's pretty good. Uh, so if anybody else is uh, is watching right now, thank you for joining. Um, hmm. Got some new notifications. We are refreshing. We've been live streaming for 13 minutes. I'm not really sure how this, uh, how this is going to work. I know there's going to be some lag. Nope, that's not what I want. I want to see the actual commercials. I want you guys to hear the actual commercials. Uh, campaign. His campaign ad is great. I don't know if they're going to have the actual campaign ad on here. I mean, they should. The Young Turks did one. Um, so this has been in the news all week. It's something I definitely wanted to cover because it was hilarious when I saw it. <laughs> here we go. Hilarious Don Blankenship defends. Uh, here we go. Vote Don. I think this is good. All right, so here's Don Blankenship, his Senate ad campaign. He's a Republican running for Senate. He's been to prison for blowing up a coal mine. He's hilarious. His China family. <laughs> but I don't know if anybody noticed this. So he says China people and China family, but then when he talks about his own state, he says West Virginia people. You know what I mean? Like it's, I think it's just the way he talks, and it comes out stupid because he is hilarious. I think he's just a hilarious human being. I think that's probably what most of it Remember is. Remember when he tried to explain away his saying China people? Yeah. Did you see that movie? <laughs> There's white people, there's black people, there's China people, China. and then Trevor Noah on the day on the on the Daily Show was uh, would I be an African people? <laughs> I am an Africa people. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, so just just talking about Mitch McConnell's China family and China people is hilarious enough. That. Um, How do these people get on the bills? You can run if you have money. You can run, and he uh, he was a politician, and then he went to prison because he blew up a coal mine. Uh, so Don, Don, yeah, like twenty set twenty nine miners, yeah, 
coal baron responsible for killing 29 miners is running for Senate. He did a year in prison for this. Um, but he's just a really funny guy. It's funny to watch somebody like that destroy themselves on camera. So his name's Don Blankenship. I would definitely look up his uh, his ad. It's it's pretty good. Here's the so here's the cocaine Mitch uh, Senate ad from Don Blankenship. Listen to this. They blew up the coal mine and sent me to prison. Now they're running ads saying the coal mine blew up and I went to prison. No surprise there. <laughs> what the fuck? One of my goals as a U.S. Senator will be to ditch cocaine Mitch. He's talking about Mitch McConnell. And Mitch McConnell is a piece of shit anyway, but it's just hilarious yeah. that he says that. My God, that is that guy is comedy gold. I can't wait to watch somebody's stand-up special because they're gonna have something about it. I said, let him in, see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's hilarious. Dude, there's a reverend running for a district in Pennsylvania right now. This reverend, he's super uplifting, really like middle of the aisle kind of guy. Conservative uh, Democrat kind of, I don't know, he's just, he's a middle of the aisle kind of guy. Everybody's well, getting behind him. He's always on Pittsburgh News Channel, has all tattoos on his face and shit, and he was running for, I think it might have been mayor. Might have just been mayor. Probably, I have no idea. Dude, remember that guy, the wizard who wanted uh, free uh, unicorns yeah, for, he's like yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> you know, he had the boot on his head, boot head? It might have been uh, boot head. Oh, bet you can't. I bet you can guess which Adult Swim show just got a gigantic seventy-episode renewal. Wow, that's awesome! If this is Rick and Morty, then I'm super happy about that. There's only one animated series that is so popular that it could carry such a big reorder, and that's obviously Rick and Morty. To put into perspective how big of an order that actually is, the show's three-season run has only aired thirty-one episodes so far. So Adult Swim is really banking on the fact that fans aren't going to tire quickly of their beloved animated duo in the universe they inhabit. Holy shit. It's literally like one of the best animated series ever. It really is. It's super smart. 70 episodes. That is, that is let's see, four. That's four more seasons. <clears throat> Which would take, what, four more years? Yeah. That's that's like, what? Just, I don't, man. Rick and Morty's. of that show <clears throat> are I'm going to read the rest of this article from Interabang, but it says, Rick and Morty's popularity has been explosive with fans who prove their loyalty in many ways, including lining up outside of McDonald's all across America just to get a limited-run sauce that Rick references in the show. The characters also inspired their own porn parody, brought an insane courtroom transcript to life, appeared on a Simpsons couch gag, and scored a Carl's Jr. ad. It's been an explosive ride for the entire team, and they're just getting started. If you're not on the Rick and Morty train yet, the series hails from creators Dan Harmon and Justin Rowland. The season three finale was the highest rated in the history of Adult Swim, and the show is the number one comedy across all television with millennials. The show premiered in December 2013 and just wrapped its three season run. It took three seasons in for five years. Yes. It took five years for three seasons. I bet. That's really so in-depth. that could be honestly a syndication, dude. They could get syndication for sure because that would be a hundred episodes. Yeah, it's not <clears throat> seventy. If they order seventy more, then they get syndication, and that's what they want. That means reruns all the time. 
like right. just never goes away so. like right. robot chickens like the old ones because yeah. you'll notice they'll go through the whole season they'll play seasons in order yeah. like they'll start over at season one and play the whole thing until the new season or you know and robot chicken's been on for years uh, Aqua Team Hunger Force was, was, uh, was running into that but then they quit that's one show I wish they would bring back is Aqua Team Hunger Force that and Squidbillies yeah, Squidbillies was a tough one though. They kind of wrote themselves into a hole, and then when the uh, the pastor died, the guy who voiced the blue pastor, he died. They brought in a new pastor, and he was funny, but it just, you know, it just became different. Squidbillies was, I don't think it was meant to uh, to last as long as it did. But it's a show I'm definitely watching. I think that's it. Uh, Cedric the Entertainer has a series coming to CBS. Andrew Dice Clay is taking Big J Okerson on tour, which is pretty awesome. If you're not an Andrew Dice Clay fan, you can go fuck yourself. Hey, oh, the Dice Man. So Andrew Dice Clay is a legendary stand-up com- comedian. He, you could sing along when he did stand-up. If you listen to his stuff, you could sing along to it though, because he was the only guy where like you could sing the punch, you could say the punchlines with him because he was that popular. Everybody had his shit. Joe Rogan's like a huge fan of him. But he was always at the comedy store, and he's still really active. He does stuff all online. Really awesome guy. Really sweet person. And Dice Man was a character he had. His his name's like Andrew Brafonim or some some crazy name. Anyway, Dice Man was a character he came up with, and it went it went over so well that he just stuck with it and stayed the Dice Man. Stayed Andrew Dice Clay. Ricky Gervais has another series coming on Netflix, which is crazy because Ricky, Gerv- Ricky Gervais is all over the place. He's all over Netflix. Oh my goodness. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Wow. Bill and Ted 3 is actually happening, happening 30 years after the original. Deadline reports that Bill and Ted 3 is finally happening and will be named Bill and Ted Face the Music. It's been 27 years since we last saw Bill and Ted on their bogus journey, and 29 years since their excellent adventure. Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves are returning as the iconic characters, Ted, Theodore Logan, and Bill S. Preston Esquire. Original creators Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon have penned the script, with Dean Parasot confirmed to direct. In the new installment, Bill and Ted have not yet fulfilled their destiny to save the universe by writing the greatest song ever. Instead, they're two middle-aged men living a somewhat ordinary family life when a visitor from the future comes to warn them that they need to save life as we know it through their music. The time travelers will have to take another adventure full of historical figures to find the song that will bring harmony to the universe, as George Carlin once predicted. This time, their daughters will come along on the journey to help. That has the potential to be great, just don't do a creepy CGI George Carlin. Yeah, don't do George Carlin in the movie. You know what I mean? Just leave him out of it. Put somebody else. He's dead, so I understand it. But that is crazy. Because I saw an interview with those two. Like, they ran into each other somewhere, and then it got me thinking about it. And we're both Keanu Reeves fans. Because yeah. Keanu, everybody knocks Keanu Reeves. But he, if you watch John Wick, that's all I have to say. John yeah, Wick, that might have been a change. it redeemed everything Keanu Reeves has ever done. So cool. John Wick 1 and 2 are such good movies. They don't they even need true. plots. Yeah. They're just—he's just a badass dude. John Wick one and two, both really good. Eat a dick. 
Question for both of you. Thoughts on new media such as Netflix and Hulu as active as networks are, if not more. Any thoughts on festivals like Cannes disqualifying online? So, Matt, I'm glad that you brought that up because I am a big proponent of online streaming and online services. Netflix, Hulu, it's, it's the future. Because if you look at TV, it was radio and then TV came along. And now it's the internet. That's taking over television. But with smart TVs, you have some crossover. Cable cable television is getting axed out. When DVR came along, commercials are now literally just skipped. And now the biggest annoyance is ads. So once companies figure out how to limit ads and, and pretty much make those... Uh, if ads can become obsolete or optional or at least not noticeable, then streaming services are going to kill it. The reason Netflix does so well is because it's a pay-to-play service. You know what I mean? You pay for a subscription, you watch it, that's it. There's no commercials, there's no ads. Netflix is on top of the game. Hulu's great, but Netflix is definitely number one when it comes to quality and consistency with their movies. Uh, Netflix. I'm a big fan of comedy, so I have to go with Netflix just because... They are huge in supporting the comedy scene. Um, Hulu's amazing for like uh, good shows, getting good seasons of good shows. I'm not really as familiar with Hulu as I am Netflix. Um, thoughts on film festivals, exceptions if they were lesser value. That, yeah, that bothers me too because uh, internet series, online series, in some cases are better than the garbage that's on uh, television. So I don't think they should disqualify online series for awards at all because... Yeah, they're like you said, they're produced the exact same way, but not distributed through theatrically. It doesn't, um, it doesn't make any sense. I was excited for YouTube Red when it started, but I haven't seen anything great come out of it yet. Other than that, I do think it's going to take independent filmmakers and also big filmmakers to step back and sacrifice a small, sacrifice a bigger paycheck and support these online services and online series. If they started putting their money into, if they started pulling money out of the big studios that push these uh, films theatrically, then the festivals might have to change their mind. I mean, that's that's pretty much the only, uh, that's the only way I could really see it happening, you know, is if, is if uh, big names, like if Steven Spielberg and, uh, yeah, if Steven Spielberg and James Cameron, you know, got behind an online series, they would have to consider it. I mean, if they didn't, it'd be stupid. So I think it's just a question of tradition or a question of the right people dying. Because people, you know, there's people who are in charge and they're, they like things the way they were. It's like Hollywood. You know, things evolve, things change. And I think, as always... Uh, Film and media, the business side of it, has always been behind the times. You know, uh, the executives have always been behind the times when it comes to uh, paying attention to what people watch, how they consume content, and that kind of stuff. So I'm not really sure what their next move is going to be, except for they they should really. Um, there's no, I didn't, uh, I didn't know that, but there's no reason they should disqualify online series for awards. I didn't realize. There's no reason for that. So I'm glad you brought that up. But yeah, I, I totally support online series. 
I think there should be at least some movement. If there is a movement, Matt, and you know about it, please uh, point it in our direction so we can talk about it. If there's a petition going around, um, it's always about the money and the creators are about content. Exactly. And, you know, there's some creators who are about the money, sadly, but they make good content. And they make content that they know people are going to buy, I guess. And if good is really objective. It's, it's an objective thing. Like uh, Avengers, you know? <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. People are going to watch it. It's a blockbuster. I don't go to that because... I don't, I don't watch Avengers Infinity War to feed my artistic nerve. I go to Avengers Infinity War to see some cool shit. Right. It's the same reason I watch Transformers. Because I wanted to see some cool shit and, you know, a fucking multi-million dollar movie. But if I wanted to see something cool like uh, Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Have you seen that yet? It's about this woman. It's an old story. Beauty and the Beast. Uh, you know, it's an old story. But it's basically a woman falling in love with this fish man. You know, so it's a non-human. She's, she falls in love with it. It's a really good story, but it's something like that. And when you get really good stories like that, um, you know, they kind of speak for themselves. But... I don't see why Cannes uh, would do something like that because they're losing out on so much good content and so much good art. There's so many good online series. I mean, I think it's uh, it's going to take a while to catch up. I think it's going to take another three to five years before the festival starts catching up and, and everybody starts recognizing the quality of content on online series. But uh, for so long, the quality was such garbage because it was so expensive to have the equipment needed to really do high quality producing. Nowadays, I mean, certain phones have high quality production, you know, so you can do a lot more than you could uh, even six years ago, eight years ago, you know. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro. Bestiality mainstream, that is true, but it, it, he's not the first one. Who was, uh, whoever wrote Beauty and the Beast? Yeah, he was a man underneath, but she fell in love with the beast. And then you have um, Quasimodo wasn't he was a man but he was disfigured. Um, oh God, there was a, somebody was just talking about this. There was a list of them, and there, it's an old story because uh, King Kong, the woman, you know, she, you know, King Kong is another one that's kind of you know in that and it's not as open and not as blunt in your face, but they, you know, there's a relationship there, there's a connection there. It's pretty much always you know. Women will do anything to date. What did, there was the person who was talking about this said, "Women will do anything to date uh, anything that's uh, nice to them." <laughs> if you're nice to them, a woman, it's like men. Just stay away from men, and I'd rather date a monster. Yeah, uh, films and movies uh, have had women love interests with monsters as far as back as Frankenstein. You know. Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Remember that's Howard the Duck? Howard the Duck. What's the name of the actor in Howard the Duck? It's not the guy. It's the bad guy. Who played the bad guy in Howard the Duck? Howard the Duck cast. I want to know who... Uh... Uh, Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey Jones is the guy who played the bad uh, the bad guy. And then uh, Jordan Prentice. Yeah. 
Jordan Prentice was the uh, uh, and Ed Gale. Ed Gale and Jordan Prentice both played Howard the Duck. That's pretty awesome though. But uh, shit, the principal from Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Yep. His name is Jeffrey Jones. That's awesome. Matt, did you hear the uh, Bill and Ted 3's happening? That's pretty awesome. Can anybody else talk about this? The uh, Cobra Kai creators? Or Cobra Kai? Did you see that series coming out? It's Cobra Kai, and it's about Johnny 30 years in the future. You know, they're in now it's today's time, and after The Karate Kid, yeah. it's uh, Johnny and fucking uh, what's his face? It's and it's basically like Johnny the bad guy, the bad kid, like gets redemption. You know what I mean? It's pretty fucking hilarious. Daniel LaRusso. Yeah, Daniel LaRusso. That's hilarious. Cobra Kai. I can't believe they're doing that. It's a. I mean, hopefully it's. I hope it does well. Karate Kids. It's kind of played out. And I don't think they did it. They're not doing it for the money. I know that. They're doing it because it's cool. I heard they're going to do something with the crow. Uh, they're going to bring back the crow. Apparently there's supposed to be a remake of that. I don't really believe it just because uh, I just watched the first two episodes. It's really good. YouTube Red series. See, this is one of the reasons I was excited for uh, YouTube Red. Because there are some good things coming out of it now. It took a minute. Um... Other than that, uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, what do you think about somebody saying that a half black and half white person, uh, why would they choose to identify as black? Somebody said this to the said this to me today. And I wasn't sure how to respond because they said, you know, you know why they uh, identify as black because being black gets them more benefits. That was an actual sentence somebody said to me today and I was just like, well, and I know this person isn't a racist. That's what's crazy. This person doesn't discriminate against people or hate people because of their race, but I think they have some really clear misconceptions and wrong ideas about what it is to be black or to to be ethnic or foreign or even have any kind of, you know, Different what, ethnicity. What is that saying? Like all black people just want to hand out? Okay. Kind of. It's saying that black people have benefits. And I guess he's thinking like affirmative action and, uh, and uh, I don't know, the welfare state. You know, things like that. But I don't know. It was a really weird conversation. It was fucking weird. I would actually, because of topics like that, be interested in the number of white people on uh, welfare benefits and the number It's of pretty much the same. It's pretty much the same. Poor people, <clears throat> there's all there's like all kinds of poor people. It's disproportionately African American and uh, Latino, just because there's more poor <clears throat> neighborhoods of African American Latinos. Like there's more of them, but as far as welfare goes, the the numbers aren't that different. It's really not that uh, you know the disparaging, just the disparaging remarks that are said a lot on uh, on on. Fox News and TV and stuff make you think it's way worse than it is, but it's not. And um, I think it, it comes down to this. Like, if you are half and half, but you look black and you have black hair, if you grow up in an area with 2% black population, you're treated differently. Yeah. 
So you don't have a choice to identify as a white person. Yeah, I'm pretty fair skin. I was definitely treated differently. And so you didn't have a choice to say, well, I'm Italian. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that, I mean, that you just didn't have that choice because really of your family. To the black side of things. Yeah. I think, I don't know Who your family, family was, was and plus the way you were treated. You know right. what I mean? You weren't treated like an Italian kid. I'm Italian and Puerto Rican and I was treated white. There's only very few times I was called a spick. You know, almost got into a fight in high school because of it. There's very few times. For you, you know, and for anybody who, uh, who can pull it off to some extent to a stranger... When you live in a small town like that, you don't really get a choice unless you really look white and you lie about it or you don't even mention that you're half right. black. We're actually going to figure that out. What I'm working on right now is getting multiple devices. So we only have, I have one really good camera and I can use that to either stream or I can record and then upload. So this week I decided to stream with my phone onto Facebook and then have my laptop here. So that way I can read the comments and stuff. So I'm going to get multiple devices so I can record and upload to YouTube and then I can live stream and then we can get another phone like Steve can use his phone for call-ins. And then I have my audio interface and we're recording on the condenser mic for the audio version of the podcast. So we're trying to get it all set up so we can do those things because we want to have guests. So Maddie, I will let you know at the end of this month we want to do... um, we're actually trying to schedule guests, and I would like, I told you before, um, I wanted to have you on to talk about local film and art, and um, Thanks, just to talk about some stuff, so, yeah, thank you, brother, I appreciate that. I, you, know what, you know what makes me angry is, me and Matt did a three-hour podcast. Really? Me and Matt did a three-hour drunken podcast, and we both said some, some profound shit. And it was one of my best rambling moments. Like, I said some fucking shit, and we both just fucking right. sat on it, and just, like, it was great. And it was lost. Me and Matt were both super upset that this three-hour podcast disappeared. Just into thin air. One, I don't even know, he, he doesn't, nobody knows what happens to it. What happened to it? It was, it was a... It was a brain exploder. And then we thought, remember, I think uh, we thought we had it, but it was a song that I recorded on his computer. So, yeah, but we couldn't share it. So it was, oh, my God. Too many people would have, uh, their brains, yeah, you're right, their brains would have exploded if they would have heard. It was 2011. I was 21 years old. This is seven years ago. Seven years ago we recorded that podcast. Seven, Six or seven years. That might have been 22, maybe 21, 22, but... Yeah, six or seven years ago, we recorded a three-hour podcast that is lost to the wind. Oh, um, next week, we are going to surprise you guys with a musical performance. Uh, we are getting a drum set up here, and uh, we are going to do a small, uh, either acoustic or uh, something. We're going to do a musical performance next week, so stay tuned for that. That's going to be pretty cool. I just found that out. Yeah, Steve just found that out because that's that's how my brain works. I just kind of come up with things on the spot and then they happen. Um, but yeah, we are going to do a musical performance. I've been thinking about it and I just announced it today. So it's happening next week. Let's do it. Not So Black Podcast, musical performance next week by yours truly with uh, Monkey Man in the background here doing his part. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you what. 
right now because we're renovating the house, we're staying in the living room, and his dusty nig nuggets, his <laughs> foots, his dusty nuggets get like two feet from my head because he's up here and I'm, I'm over here. Nuts. Say it, Steve. Dusty ass corn. No, nugget say it. Nuggets. Say it. Nugget. Say it. Nugget. Yeah. What are they? Nigger nuggets. Exactly. That's what Steve's toes are. And you have Flintstone feet. I do have Flintstone feet. It's super inappropriate, and I'm sorry. I just don't want to get kicked off Facebook. So Steve can say uh, no, the, the N word once. I can't. Um, Maybe on another podcast I will, cause I. It depends. Since I do comedy, it's like one of those things where I don't say it with malicious intent, but when I say it to Steve in private, I'm like, "Get those n-word nuggets away from me and your dusty ass feet." <laughs> it's just the way it goes. Me and Steve are super, super racist to each other in private. Super racist. Slight. <laughs> It's like, it's, we're just, I don't know, we're just really lighthearted with each other, and it's one of those things where uh, we make fun of it, because it's so ridiculous that there's people out there. Like, they, the, the fact, like, I remember when I was a little kid, when I found out the KKK was a real thing, and like, what they were, blew my fucking mind. Yeah. I can't believe that an organization wears white hoods and robes, burns crosses. Of a fucking war. Yeah, and they they also like they say they're like community servants and they're like helping the community and they do food drives. At the same time, they're like, we don't want any black people around here though. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? When I found out that was a uh, a real thing, it blew my mind. So we just try to make fun of that because there's no reason it should exist. If you don't, then they win. You know, if, if that word bothers me, then they win. So it's just, that's why it's so easy for me to use it. I just feel like. It's really gonna offend you that much. You're letting yeah. them get their way. But and there's a time and a place. You know what I mean? Like you're not gonna say it to somebody mean, or like call it to somebody unless it's like you know, like you've gotten into an argument with a family member. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you say it to them, and they say it to you. It's whatever. But that's like a that's a family thing that like you know most people aren't gonna understand. Other than that, it's uh, you know if there's no malicious intent behind it, then. Uh, you know, unless you're standing out of a college campus screaming the word, you're a retard. Because that guy was stupid. This guy was standing out on West Virginia University property just saying the N-word shouldn't offend you. And he's an idiot. Because it should offend you if some stranger's just saying it to right. your face. <laughs> like, if you don't know the person personally, you have to know their sense of humor and know, you know, what they're like. I think Matt just shared a link to when we covered teenage dirtbag in his kitchen. I can't see what it is, but I'm pretty sure that's what he just shared. Hopefully you can screencast links in the future. Yes. Yes, we will. Uh, I have uh, I have the Lightwork studio that I need to do that, so I will be figuring that out. Um, I just got to, I'm pretty sure when I, well, I'm going to live stream to YouTube in two weeks. I think when we do our next live stream, I'm going to do YouTube and I'm going to set up my camera to my laptop so I can screencast links and so I can put things up. So that way, uh, when you guys are watching it uh, down here, I hope my hand's in that area, but down here in the corner, you'll see another screen with an image on it of whatever we're watching. So 
I'm going to leave my arm here until the lag catches up on my laptop, and that's what I, I think I'm in the right position. I think so. Let's just refresh this. There's so much... Like, I'm recording it here and watching ourselves here, so the lag's ridiculous, but I think my arm's in the right position. If not, I just look like an idiot with my arm in the air. Um, so, yeah, so where my hand is right now, there will be a square with a video in it, um, and you'll be able to watch the stuff. And yes, it is. It's Teenage Dirtbag with... Uh, I wonder if you guys can see that, so uh, it's in the comments. I played the lead guitar on this, which is pretty awesome. So maybe this is how we'll play out the podcast. Thanks, Maddie. We were drunk in his kitchen and we didn't know all the words. That definitely happened. So good on you, David. Uh, good on you, Dave, for knowing most of the words because none of us did. I just know I busted out a fat solo at some point. I'm just like, yeah. And Adam looks over at me. He's like, yeah. If anybody out there on Facebook land has old videos of us too, that's awesome. That's David Goodnow singing. Maddie doing backup and me and Adam, I'm doing lead and uh, Adam's doing percussion. trying to figure out the next verse. Oh, Matt, thank you so much for putting this uh, this video on here, because that's great. It's in the comments if you guys want to check it out at any point. I think it's the perfect, uh, it's the perfect time to, uh, yeah.
get the band together. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, let's get the band together, Maddie. You definitely need to come do a, uh, maybe the end of this month we're scheduling guests. I think I have two so far, so we'll, we'll schedule you in hopefully the end of this month. Uh, our, this is episode four, so maybe episode seven. So three weeks, two weeks, uh, episode six. Episode six, if you're uh, available to be the guest, let me know. That's in uh, two, yeah, two Sundays from now. There's Maddie's face for the first time. Just kind of leans in there. That was awesome. You know what's fucked up is I was so fucked up, I don't remember Maddie even setting up his camera. That's how fucked up I was during this. I do not remember there him setting up his camera. I don't remember any of the pre-game things. High fives. Yeah, that was pretty awesome, so... Alright guys, thank you again for watching the Not So Black podcast. This is a pretty loose one, uh, just a live stream. I'm going to uh, do my thing, edit the audio, and upload it to SoundCloud and Anchor, so it will be available on multiple platforms for your listening pleasure. Uh, thanks to my uh, my house ninja over here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you thought I was going to Yeah, we're trying to one-up each other because I keep uh, working harder than Steve all the time. That's what happens when you have uh, Latino blood in you. You work hard. Working man and day laborer over here. Alright guys, thank you so much for watching the Not So Black Podcast Facebook live stream. And as always, we are mixed people with mixed views causing mixed feelings. My name's Josh. And Steven. And this is the Not So Black Podcast. See you guys later. Not So Black Podcast.